Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 44. Today we are coming from Luke chapter 17. I want to thank you for tuning in and following along. And um, I pray that this uh, blesses you and that the Lord speaks to his word as he faithfully does. So it's Luke chapter 17 and it says, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. Jesus here is saying that things that cause a person to, to stumble... Um, temptation, um, different uh, offenses, just all manner of stumbling blocks are bound to come. But you do not want to be the person by whom they come. You don't want to be the one bringing these issues of stumbling to people. You don't want to be the one tempting people. You don't want to be the one offending people. Just all manner of uh, mechanisms by which the stumbling can occur. You do not want to be the one to cause it. He says, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. I think this is a question that many of us can relate to that we seek from the Lord. We ask him to increase our faith and we feel like the faith that we have isn't sufficient to do anything. And I think that this is the very point that Jesus is trying to establish with them is you don't understand. With only a small faith as of mustard seed, which is just infinitely tiny. You can hold one in the palm of your hand and and nearly lose it next to like a piece of you know a, a grain of pepper. It's it's immensely tiny. And Jesus is saying if your faith is as even as small as that much more than you could imagine or dream is possible. I can, I can feel him saying, challenging 
his disciples to say, use even the little minuscule faith that you have and watch amazing things happen. Verse 7, suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you are told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. I think this is really speaking to the perspective that we need to have, not as not as the ones entitled, but ones as a humble servant who is eager to please our master, Jesus Christ. Verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Who has has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, what we don't see here in this word is your this word here for whole, for well is um, is really a word that means whole. So these other men who had um, who had leprosy they were cleansed there there was an outward work that was evident and experienced but this Samaritan who recognized the one who had bestowed upon him a outward cleanliness came back and recognized God giving him praise and and now, as a result of this, Jesus says, rise and go, your faith has made you whole. So not only an outward thing has happened to this man, but also an inward. And so now he is made whole. Verse 20. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Uh, this is also translated, uh, the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. 
People will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running off after them. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. This generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. <clears throat> Notice that. It was business as usual, and then the flood came. What's the flood? The flood was judgment. And it was sudden. It was complete. It was without repentance. Notice that. Verse 28. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. So what do we see there? Sudden, complete, and without repentance. Verse 30. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof, the housetop, with possessions inside should go, should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? They asked. He replied, Where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. I am in the process of writing a, a, a small book on uh, the end times. And this passage, among some others, is a part of that. In the interest of uh, time for this particular episode, I don't want to even begin to start to unpack some of the things. Um, so... I want to just kind of put a pin in this because there's something significant that I believe that we miss in teaching and understanding this particular portion of Scripture. And, um, and so I want you to keep it, keep this section in the back of your mind, uh, store it for a time that um, I hope that I can get this uh, book edited up and... Um, and out uh, soon and uh, and that would be available to 
kind of go into more detail on on what we might be talking here uh, regarding the scripture. So um, just put a pin in that, and uh, I'll just I'll just end it with kind of an encouragement to I think like this like the men with leprosy that Jesus healed and and one returned back to give God praise. I pray that each one of us see the immense value and cleansing power that that Jesus bestowed upon our lives. I pray that we can recognize it like this Samaritan, this Gentile. Um, I pray that we recognize that and can rightly orient ourselves to to praise and adoration and appreciation to God for all that he has done for us and to us and what he desires to do through us. So on that note, I think we'll end it with today's um, scripture and I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement and uh, until next time, God bless. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here.